Good morning, everyone. It is October 15th, about 8.30 in the morning here. Cold and snowy morning here. Mm. First sip, delicious. So it's a winter wonderland here. Um, a brisk 25 degrees Fahrenheit. Storm came in over the weekend as predicted. I'll have to see if I can get a pretty snow-covered something shot for you. It's not a ton of snow, although we have gotten over half an inch of precipitation. So, started raining yesterday late morning and rained all afternoon and the temperatures dropped as predicted. I think this is the remnants of uh, Sergio slow-moving tropical depression and it uh, well yeah clearly was a predictable storm because everything happened on the same schedule that they'd said it would like five days ago which is always impressive right and Jackson is giving me accusing looks and believe that he thinks that I could be doing something about the weather if only I chose to and I can never decide if it's uh, gratifying or humiliating the pet's faith in our ability to control the world. <laughs> Leads you to think of all sorts of things like who we think controls the world and their relative ability to do so. So I had a quiet weekend. I hope you all had a good one too. It's always interesting when the weather begins to turn this way. Oh, I should point out that I am no not out in my grape arbor or outside on the table. Um, yeah, <laughs> it sounds great in theory, doesn't it? But you know, it sounds like so much work to have to like put on my boots and my outer weather gear and all of that. And it sounds cold. Maybe I'll feel differently as the year waxes on. I know you guys don't care, right? I guess I envision sometimes people saying, oh, well, you should listen to her podcast. It's so funny. She goes outside no matter what. But that's probably not a good reason to do a thing, right? <laughs> All right. So now I'm situating myself in my big office chair, which is a nice place to sit because it's I got the same view as out down my valley, like my valley, my valley. Uh, how green was my valley? My valley is not so green. My green is my valley is usually brownish, um, and right now it is white. Although there is a significant amount of green from the moisture. Anyway, uh, I did not go to Lyra on Saturday. Uh, the Land of Enchantment Romance Authors. Oh, now we're going to have a cat come up on my lap. This might be the winter version. Is to have... Sorry about that. Uh, lap cat pulled out the... Well, what's happening? It's showing it in red, and I don't know what that means. Maybe that just means, like, additional episode. Uh, lap cat pulled out the microphone cable which is problematic. 
It's weird because normally it shows my voice in white, and right now it's showing it in red. And you now I'm just going to keep talking. And we'll see. Actually, you know what? I'm going to test it. Hang on. Okay, so it turns out it's just fine. <laughs> it was funny to listen to my babbling there. You all are terribly patient. Sorry if that's loud. I'm putting up the there the stool. Yeah, uh, Jackson, of course, loves a cable and thought that was pretty cool that I was sitting down. He might be back. I will now be aware of him not grabbing the microphone cable as a play toy. <laughs> like I said, he's annoyed with me. He feels like I should be doing more to enable his uh, warmth ratio overall and ability to go outside. He doesn't really want to go outside. He wants it to be warm outside so he can go outside. So at any rate, I did not go down to Lyra, Land of Enchantment Romance Authors. There was an all-day workshop on Saturday on social media, which, judging from the social media posts that I saw from people, they got a lot out of. Um, for me personally, spending an entire day on social media is is one of my circles of hell. <laughs> I'm just going to put it right out there. Um, I'm sure I should keep a list of like what my circles of hell are, but now you all know that putting me in any kind of workshop on social media uh, is, is a circle of hell, and then making it go all day just sort of it turns it into eternity in that circle of hell. And I don't begrudge people wanting to learn that, especially uh, some of our up-and-coming writers. Uh, I think they got a lot out of it. I saw them posting things, trying out different stuff. And so it's great. You know, sometimes you just need that social media one-on-one to learn all the things. Um, the thing is, is, is that the social media experts, and I am making air quotes around that, the people who teach social media, they they can teach you how to use all of the social media. And they will say, oh, and that they have stuff for more advanced users too that they can give you advice. But the thing is, is beyond the mechanics of social media, I don't think anyone can really teach you much of anything at all. Uh, maybe that's sort of a good analogy for writing. Uh, it might be a good analogy for, for many things in life. You know, with, with writing, you can learn the craft. You can study even the underpinnings of the craft. You can study the, the medium of writing. You can learn grammar and punctuation uh, for self-publishing. You can learn how to how to do it, how to upload your books and everything. But teaching someone how to actually write a story is something else entirely. Uh, I've been around people, especially remember back when I was taking a lot of writers' workshops that people would talk about, can you really teach someone how to write? And most of them felt like, no, you can't. Uh, you can teach them some things about it, but learning how to make something your own, which is really what social media is about, 
is not something that can be taught. Uh, you know, so I, I said rather caustically to one or two people, you know, that I'll, all I need is another workshop on somebody telling me on how, what I should be doing with my Facebook author page and how to schedule tweets. Because that is what the more advanced social media always comes down to. And, you know, and I've been through those. My publishers do those and everything. And what happens is, is those people, what they do is they take the recommendations from the social media sites. So, you know, like Facebook is forever telling us what Facebook thinks we should be doing with our business pages, which is pretty much comes down to spending money on it. (laughs) They don't have a subjective stake in that (laughs) uh you know scheduling tweets there's all of these mechanistic type things and the thing is is that social media is social and you can no more teach someone how to be themselves on social media how to which is, this is the advanced level, right? How to converse with people, how to transmit their personality, then you can teach someone how to mingle at a cocktail party. You know, you could teach them the basics, you know. Here's how you uh, enter a conversation. Here are some social skills for you. But otherwise, you know, it's, you have to learn how to interact with people. It kind of goes back to my whole thing about that networking really means making friends with people. You know, and we all want to find these reductive ways to handle things that basically come down to not having to make the effort. No, I'll take that back. It's not make the effort. It's we'd like to shortcut it. I mean, we would like a reductive set of bullet points. Isn't that what we always get on social media? Ten ways to improve your Facebook presence. Uh, That's what we want, right? We want 10 ways to improve our Facebook presence. But the thing is, is what improves your Facebook presence is engaging with people and being someone that they want to engage with. So there you are. And you might say to me, but Jeffy, how do I do that? And I say, I don't know. You have to just work at it and find ways and experiment and see what people respond to. Uh, you know, it's the same thing with all social media. And you definitely have to find the one that works for you, the kinds that fit your personality and voice. Uh, you know, I used to love, love, love Twitter, and I've backed off of Twitter so much just because it's there's so much politics on there. And we need to talk about the politics, but it becomes a protective thing too. So, you know, and there, there's all sorts of considerations in dealing with uh, social media. You know, like Instagram being such a big thing, you know, and everyone's like, oh, you know, Instagram's the new big thing. Do Instagram. I don't know that that's what this gal said on Saturday because I wasn't there and I didn't see anyone post about it. But I really love Instagram. I like looking at Instagram. And right now, Instagram has it set up so that I can only post from my phone. 
I cannot post from my laptop like I could for a while. It was letting me, for a while they had that feature, and I've looked up several features. I had the Chrome extension to do it, and I tried uh, downloading the Microsoft Windows app, and those things are not working. Uh, and I did, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I did a little bit of research, and apparently Instagram, which has been bought by Facebook, is very committed to keep making people keep it on their mobile devices. And so they don't want you to be able to upload photos from anything but a mobile device. And I took Facebook and Instagram off of my mobile device because I don't want them tracking where I am. Uh, you know, these things are going on. Uh, like my friend was in a store, wander she was out walking around, and went into a furniture store just looking at things and posted to Instagram. And a couple minutes later, she started getting ads for furnitures, for furniture. You know, and I, that, that's what they're doing as they're tracking our locations. They're seeing what stores we're going into and then targeting ads towards us. And there's only so much you can do about that as long as you have the social media on your mobile device. So that's turning into something more of a rant on social media than I meant it to. Um, it's it's how it goes. It is the way of things. <laughs> Some of you won't get that joke. Uh, so anyway, I did not go. And it was good because it gave me the whole day Saturday to winterize for the predicted storm. So very rarely have I done it in such an organized way, but I... Uh, Brought in all the plants, and I winterized the drip system and the rain barrels, and I got the house clean, and all of the plants set up in their winter locations and fertilized and watered and everything. So fountains brought in, all of that. So that was a very good productive day. The other thing I did was I started reading, and actually started and finished reading, The Princess Diarist by Carrie Fisher. And I had read Wishful Drinking and loved Wishful Drinking. Oh, I think that's an amazing book. And I was excited to read The Princess Diarist. Uh, my friend Margaret bought it for me at Tattered Cover in Lodo back in May when we went for the Pink concert. And that was um, a lovely gift. Uh, it was one that I picked out that you know said oh I've been wanting to read this and she said let me buy it for you so I think that I had high expectations and that's always a difficult thing to separate out is when you're what your expectations are versus uh, what the thing is uh, this is the book that she put in the excerpts from the diaries that she kept when she was 19 and filming Star Wars, and had the affair with Harrison Ford, who was 14 years older and married at the time. And she has the excerpts in there. She does a lot of talking about what it was like being 19 and you know getting this role and what their expectations were, a lot of it about the Star Wars phenomenon and what it was like being wrapped up in that. But I felt like she did not 
delve into it in the way that I wanted her to. Uh, the self-examination was not at the depth that I would expect from memoir. And maybe I'm expecting too much for, for what it is. You know, I, it's not eat, love, pray, uh, which would be the level of introspection and self-examination I think I expected. Because uh, I used to write memoir. And so I ha I do have certain expectations for what that's going to be like. Oh, now my nose is running. Now I'm going to sneeze. <coughs> All right, I'm going to pause. Oh, that's better. Sorry about that. So she talks about this affair with Harrison Ford. And she includes these diary entries that she'd forgotten that she had kept. And there's poems in there and, you know, various musings on the affair with Harrison, which was, um, you know, as one would expect for a much older man having an affair with a fairly inexperienced 19-year-old girl, it was pretty destructive for her. Um, she loved him in a way that he probably did not love her. Uh, for him, it was a location fling, and for her, it was, you know, really her her first great love. Uh, you know, and I'm sure a lot of those things, like the having had affairs with actors myself, um, the charisma of the person involved, you know, can do a whole lot, too. It really draws you in. Uh, but the thing is, and it made me think of... Jackson's back in my lap here. I don't know if you can hear him purring. Uh, I did an essay that was in my book, Wyoming Trucks, True Love, and the Weather Channel, called Appliances. And it was one of my um, early essays that was very well received. And I, it's about my grandmother, and I took it from my grandmother's calendars. My grandmother would keep a calendar, and she would note things on the different days. And as she began to succumb to dementia, the entries got more bizarre and showed certain patterns. So I had gone through these entries and put them in the essay and talked about it. But I remember a very early iteration of this was I had done a whole bunch of her calendar entries, just one after another, and I'd showed it to my critique group at the time. And a couple of people very gently said to me, your, cal your grandmother's calendar entries are not doing the heavy lifting here. You know, your words are what do the heavy lifting. And it was very good advice. And I ended up cutting out a whole lot of her stuff and it being more my words and talking about what they meant and what was going on in the family. And I think that with all loved Carrie Fisher because I was devastated that she's gone. And uh, and I think she did try to do something with this book, but I don't think she quite got there because the words of her 19-year-old self don't do the heavy lifting. Uh, yeah, it's um, unfortunate, but... You know, the the poems and musings of a lovesick, you know, you could even say obsessed, 19-year-old girl who is admitted, self-admittedly doing a whole lot of pot. 
uh, does not does does not carry a lot of um, impact, and so yeah, I think um, I think she lost sight of what she was trying to do. It was I think people like to see those things. It was interesting to see uh, the pictures of her diary pages and to get glimpses, but I think she could have had a lot less of those and more introspection on what the affair meant. And I think in the end, as often happens with, you know, like she was still friendly with Harrison Ford and they were doing the new movies and all of that. I think she couldn't go in and say all the things that she wanted to say. And that's always a problem for a memoir. If you have people kind of looking over your shoulder and you're self-conscious about what you're saying, it's true of probably any kind of art with memoir. That's a particular challenge because you're talking about living people. But um, So anyway, that's my review of Princess Diaries. The detailed one I'm going to post to Goodreads, but I probably won't go into that kind of detail. It's easier to discuss. Now Jackson's very happily on my lap and purring. This may be our new, our winter mode. Yes. <laughs> I wonder I don't know if I can get a picture of him and the snow outside. So at any rate, I think that's plenty of chattering for today. I'm well past my twenty minutes. Thank you all for sharing my first cup of coffee with me. I hope you have a lovely week ahead and we shall be chatting again no doubt tomorrow. Bye bye. <laughs>